Hello and welcome to another podcast episode of Rewire That Shit, where I'll be teaching you new ways you can approach the things happening in your life. Whether that be habits, thoughts, triggers, you name it, there's always a way that you can look at anything from an empowering and inspiring perspective. My name's Isa, I'm 22 years old, and I'm a mindset and manifestation coach based in the Netherlands. Now let's talk about the thing you came here for. Hello and welcome to a new podcast episode. I am talking kind of quietly today because it's already late. It's a Monday and I'm posting this one on Tuesday. Um, And I just felt really, really inspired to just kind of recreate yesterday. No, yes, yesterday's podcast for you. So the one that I uploaded before this one. It was good, like, I decided not to delete it because it does still have some valuable information, but I just thought, well, there's so much more to just say on this topic, and obviously, like, there is a lot to say about a quarter-life crisis, obviously, because so many people run into this or just, you know, have to deal with this, and I've been talking about it with my friends. I know that it shows up for people of all kinds of ages so it's not really tied to your age i know that you know one of my friends she is i think 29 maybe 28 please don't hate me (laughs) i think she's 29 and she just had a baby um and she's also dealing with this question but i know people who are like much older who are also still dealing with this question so it's not really age bound And because I see so many people ask themselves and me this question, I was like, okay, I have to talk about this. So before we dive in, I just kind of want to explain what a quarter life crisis is in my own words. And I haven't even looked up the, um, how do you say this, like the meaning, the official meaning of a quarter life crisis. So if it turns out to be something completely different, all right, you know, whatever. You can Google it if you want, if you want that, you know, that certainty, I guess. But I'm going to be talking about the quarter-life crisis where people who have been doing something for a long time, e.g. school, so probably like they just graduated. Or another example could be they've been, you know, they've been graduated and they've had this job and now that they finally are more self-aware they know that this job is just not it for them. And so they quit their job and they're like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? I've been doing everything by the book. Also, you know, the, the same goes for those students who just graduated. So those graduates, they go, I've been doing everything by the book. I don't feel fulfilled, yet I've lived up to society's expectations. Why am I not happy? And... Probably a lot of these people already know that the life that they live is just not enough for them. And they have, some of them have this deep feeling of, there must be more out there for me. I know that there's more out there for me. I know that this isn't it. I know that I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Even though it is expected of me. Even though my parents or caregiver or family members tell me like, you know great you know this is your life now you know like that's it and this is how I see a quarter life crisis you have just done something graduated like a big milestone 
or you just quit your job, which is also like big, or you're thinking about quitting your job, you're feeling lost in the job that you have, that you studied for, and you don't see a way out. It's kind of like feeling stuck or lost or lacking answers, lacking clarity, just having this feeling of inner turmoil, which all is okay. And this podcast name is going to be, let me look it up real quick. Yes, okay, so it's going to be Quarter Life Crisis, what it is, and practical tips on how to navigate through. One thing that I do want to say, this Quarter Life Crisis thing is no small thing. And so I really commend you for actually listening to, listening to this podcast episode and deciding that, you know, you're going to help yourself navigate through this. That is a really good choice. However, there's one thing that I want to say. And I've seen this in myself, I've seen this in a lot of people, where they notice a pattern and immediately they're like, let's go fix this. Like they go into this Bob the Builder mode where they're just like, I want to fix this. However, there is no presence there. If you just immediately like you notice something and you don't give space for the emotions to come up, the moment that you become aware of a pattern, you're creating space for the pattern or the emotions that are attached to that pattern to come up. And if you immediately go into, I want to fix this mode, those emotions are not getting processed. They're just being shoved back down. And so the number one tip that I want to give you, the moment that you're like, for example, in this moment that I just described, my perspective on the quarter life crisis, what emotions came up for you? Maybe you thought to yourself, oh my God, I can so relate to this. Oh my God, this so resonates with me. What does that bring up for you? Is it sadness? Is it frustration? Is it relief of like, finally just someone just says what I've been feeling that I just couldn't have put into words on my own? You know, what feelings are coming up for you? So if you need to do this, like pause this episode right now and ask yourself, hey, what am I feeling? I know a lot of people are disconnected from their emotions, Do this anyway, take a few deep breaths and just really just ask yourself what is coming to the surface. Okay, so next the question becomes, can you have compassion for yourself? Being in the situation, seeing yourself, I don't want to say struggle, but just experience these emotions and sensations. You're carrying something heavy, right? So the question becomes, can you have compassion for yourself? Know that this is okay. Know that This is a part of your journey and the moment that you just surrender to it and the moment you have compassion for yourself, your body relaxes and just allows everything to pass through your system. So rather than your emotions being stored, your emotions can pass through. This is what I do. It really, really serves me. I just want to pass that on to you. Like the compassion, having that compassion for yourself is everything acknowledging your strength, acknowledging that you're carrying something that's heavy, acknowledging that something heavy is in your life and that you really admire yourself and have love for yourself that you're carrying through that so graciously. This is something that your inner child loves to hear. And so, you know, give that gift to yourself, that gift of compassion. And at the same time, so different things can coexist. In this moment, can you be okay? Can you accept that this is happening? Can you be okay with wanting more for your life? And can you accept it? Like that is also something really important. Can you be okay with wanting more? Can you forgive yourself? Because I know that for a lot of people, um, regret or 
um, guilt can show up, anger, frustration, sadness, general feelings of what, you know, why the hell is this happening? Like, I'm doing everything by the book. Maybe you're avoiding it. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're just like, I don't like uncertainty. And this means, you know, having a job means certainty. But this is happening for a reason. I'm just, that's just what I want to start with. Okay, so it's happening for a reason. Next, and this is going to be kind of like part two of this podcast episode, you have to understand what particular emotions are trying to communicate to you. So let's say that a lot of anger has been coming up in this journey. Anger is actually, this is something that I learned in therapy and it completely opened my eyes. It completely opened my eyes. Anger is actually rooted in sadness. However, it is there to help us, you know, see yourself as a small child. You know, the the four-year-old version of you or maybe the seven-year-old version of you. You've been really sad. Um, You feel like your parents haven't been, how do you say this, like um, satisfying your needs, which is really important to you when you're seven or under seven because you are dependent on your parent or caregiver for your survival. And so if your needs aren't met, then you start feeling kind of like neglected. And this sadness builds up until, you know, people really, really cross your boundary, your caregiver, your parent, your family member, your sibling really crosses your boundary and you start getting angry. And anger is actually, you know, serving you-ish, like quote-unquote serving you in the way that it draws attention to you. You are saying, look at me. I need you to act this way now. So anger serves us in the way that it gets people to act differently. So if anger has been showing up, what part of you wants people to act differently? And we're going to dive into this later on in this podcast. Um, Or maybe like in a few minutes. Because there's one more thing that I want to say before we really get into this. Whatever you're experiencing right now, right? Maybe you're just curious about quarter life crisis. Maybe you want to know, like, is this me? Like, am I going through this? Or maybe you're like really going through the, through it, and you're like, whoa, I need help. <laughs> you know, like that could be that could be you. So here's one tip that I want to share with you. I would really love to advise you to just refrain from labeling labeling things as positive or negative or good or bad because what happens when you do that is you create polarity. And you create a polarity of energies that make you prefer one energy over the other. So you would prefer good over bad and positive over negative. And therefore, you create resistance. So the moment you're in the good energy, literally calling it good energy, you're happy. You're like, yes, I love it here. And then something happens and you're experiencing bad energy and you're like, I hate it here. Get me me out. And what that does is you're creating... Uh, resistance your body doesn't want it you know you shut down and the thing is you're closing yourself off from insights lessons blessings uh, shifts dna activations whatever awaits you whatever insight awaits you whatever wisdom awaits you in that other energy at the end of the day everything is neutral everything you're going through is neutral however Emotions show up the moment you create meaning or you attach meaning to a specific situation. So if you've been going through this situation, you've been calling this bad or negative, then that creates 
you know, that label creates a negative feelings, not the situation itself. Obviously, you experience, you know, low frequency emotions, but by continuing to choose, like, continuing to choose to call the situation bad or negative, that perpetuates and just keeps going and that is how it will manifest. So that's just one reality check that I want to give you. Okay, let's get, let's get to part two. So how to navigate through the quarter life crisis. Number one, we already said it, like, be okay with it. It's happening. You know, like, have compassion for yourself. Look at yourself through the lens of compassion. Maybe you even want to ask yourself the question, what do I need right now? Do I need to go for a walk, clear my head? Do I need to call a friend and talk about it? Do I need to just take a bath tonight? Do I need to protect my boundaries with a specific person? What do I truly need? And bonus if you can give it to yourself so bonus if you're not looking outside so for example if you take a bath that is something external so that is self-care and self-love is actually something internal something that you can give yourself without needing external situations so that could be compassion support you know uh it could be giving yourself a hug it could be staring at yourself in the mirror and saying you're so brave for carrying these emotions you are so strong you are okay like it's okay to want more i am so proud of you for being so radically honest with yourself i'm so proud of you for you know owning up to the fact that you want more for yourself i'm so proud of you give it to yourself that would be a bonus but you know there's nothing wrong with self-care like obviously that serves us too you know, that can help you recharge your battery. And so that is perfect. That is freaking perfect. Okay, so now that's said and done. Um, I'm just re- reading through this list that I wrote because I do want to keep this one really structured. Okay. In this phase of navigating through your quarter life crisis and, you know, having these practical tips is what I'm, one that I'm going to share with you. I want to invite you to make a decision right now and that decision is going to be start being radically honest with yourself. Start being honest with yourself even if it's painful. Even if you don't want to know the answer, start practicing radical honesty. It is going to serve you so much. I couldn't even put it into words. Radical honesty is what changed my life. I hated it like I didn't like it, but the moment that I'd made the decision, I already felt the courage just kind of like come up. It was like that courage within me that was that has always been there just suddenly got summoned like, okay, I'm reporting for duty. Let's go. Let's go. And that started with me making the decision. So I want to invite you to do the same thing. And when you have decided to do this, I want you to take out a journal or maybe, you know, right now you're going for a walk or you are laying in bed I don't know what you're doing when you're listening to a podcast maybe you're brooming the ceiling you know some weird shit like you know when you're on the phone you're just like walking around the house sitting on the desk I don't know like weird things where you're just like doing the weirdest most random things I want to invite you to get out your journal or your phone or your laptop or your tablet or maybe a notepad whatever and answer this question what aspect of my life or no excuse me, in what areas of my life am I living for other people? In what areas of my life am I solely doing 
things to live up to other people's expectations of me. What version of myself am I right now? Am I my true self or am I a version of myself that other people created? Who am I living for? Whose rules am I following? Are these rules truly my own? All of these are great questions to answer. And the moment that you're radically honest with yourself, you're going to find answers that are going to serve you like never before. These answers, when you summon the bravery, the courage, the honesty to just do it, you know, and or the willingness, I mean, you get answers that are going to freaking change your life. Excuse me, my laptop decided to just die on me okay um so you're gonna you're gonna get answers that are gonna change your life and oh my god it could just really fast forward you and boost you and catapult you into the life that you do want we're getting what we don't want so that we know what exactly we can be super specific on the things that we do want and that is the power of contrast that is the power of low frequency experiences that is the power of you experiencing pain it doesn't necessarily have to be painful but like Things that are uncomfortable for you. Alright, so then the next question that I want you to think about is where in my life does resistance show up? Resistance in the sense of it just doesn't feel right for you. You actually have to like push yourself to do something. You actually have to... I don't know if that's the right way to frame it by the way because... You know, I have to push myself to go through to the gym but it's good for me at the end of the day so... Resistance is more like this deep, inexplicable feeling of I don't want this. That's how I would say it. Like unexplainable. I don't know if that is a, if that's a word, but you know what I mean. Like it's hard to explain where it comes from. You just have this deep feeling of I don't want this. And it's not necessarily your ego. So your fear talking like I'm lazy. I don't want to eat cucumber. I want to eat chips. It's more like this deep knowing. It shows up in feelings that you don't rationally understand. That's what resistance is. So just once again, where in my life does resistance show up? Also, and this is what I just briefly touched on. Your emotions, the emotions that are coming up in this journey, in your life generally. Like you can literally apply this to any area of your life, any phase of your life. Whether you're in your quarter life crisis or you're just thriving, you're happy, this is going to be so valuable. Your emotions are your guiding system. You are given emotions so that they could take you to your most aligned life. My hack, my key to being authentically me is following my joy, following my gratitude, you know, letting that guide me. And the more I do it, the more I seriously am in this life of, wow, this is, you know, like, this is for me, I don't know, like, this is for me, that feeling, okay, but I digress, emotions are constantly trying to tell you something, you were given them because this is what I believe, you incarnated into this world knowing exactly what your purpose was, knowing exactly what type of lessons you were going to learn, and you knew that your emotions were going to guide you, you also knew that the moment you incarnated, so you were born, you would forget all these lessons, you would forget that you were going to, that you chose to experience specific lessons, for example, if I ask you now, at your 45th birthday, what lessons are you going to learn, you don't know, because maybe you're not even 45, or maybe you're like, how am I supposed to know that, like, you know, like, how, you have no way of knowing, because you forgot all these things, 
you were giving your emotions so that they could guide you to the most authentic life for you. So I just explained anger. Anger is getting other people to behave in a specific way. We have anxiety, which is practically the fear of fear itself. So that the moment you start noticing that you're kind of getting scared, you're like, oh shit, no, I'm scared. Um, You know, like you are literally afraid of being afraid. You are very, very uncomfortable feeling afraid. And that's what anxiety is. So that is one thing. Um, you have anger and then you also have resentment. So I see this a lot, people being resentful towards their parents. Resentment is actually just like anger that has been built up over time and it's been giving the time to grow and grow and build and build until it became resentment. Um, so if that's something you're experiencing, why... You know, ask yourself, why have I been angry for so long? Or, you know, who am I angry at? Or what exactly in that person's behavior has made me so angry? What exactly in their behavior is so unforgivable to me? And how can I learn to forgive this person? Okay, resentment is more like the attitude of this shouldn't have happened. And um That's actually the most common belief when people are experiencing resentment. This should not have happened, but it did. So resentment is actually resistance towards something that already happened. Um, And actually what's interesting here is when you have or when you experience resentment, your subconscious mind goes, oh, this is still happening. And so it will literally leak so much energy and... where it tries to have that specific situation manifest in the now again, but in a different way. So this is where repeating patterns come from as well. So if you are feeling resentment towards someone else, clear that shit up. Clear it up because your subconscious mind goes, this is still happening, this is an ongoing process, and it will keep attracting situations in your reality where you're going to relive that same situation, but in a different haircut or in a different outfit. I don't know, you know? So clear that out because that's just not something that you want. I know that, you know, you deserve to heal. And so allow yourself to heal this part of you, even though it's scary, even though there's a version of you who wants to hold on to that pain because in a way, maybe you believe that it serves you, but it doesn't. It really, really doesn't, okay? So that's anger, anxiety, and resentment that we just discussed. I want to get into two more, which are guilt and regret. And guilt is kind of like, okay, it comes up when we believe our behavior has hurt somebody else. That's where guilt comes from. So if you, in this phase of your life, you're like, whoa, I feel so guilty for, I don't know, wanting to quit my job. I feel so guilty. My my parents have spent so much money on my studies. Um, my parents have been taking so, such good care of me. You know, like those feelings rooted in guilt actually represent you feeling like you've hurt somebody else. Then we have regrets. And this comes up when we believe our behaviors have hurt, our, hurt ourselves. So if you regret going you know, taking that job in the first place or um, making a specific choice. Where do you feel like that choice has hurt you? And for guilt, you can 
reframe the question to where do you feel like this choice or this behavior has hurt other people and why do you feel that way and I want to help you rewire this into you not living your purpose you not living a life that is 100% right for you that feels 100% good for you actually that is hurting other people because what that does is your life that you're probably living right now like you're probably not happy with it or you're not you feel like there's more for you let's say it like that you feel like there's more for you with that feeling of i'm living a life yet i feel like there's more you don't get the chance to show up to this life as the best version of you what that means is other people your friends your family your co-workers your clients your dogs i don't know they are also not getting to see the best version of you they don't get the best version of you the version of you that is the happiest most bubbly most you know accepting most loving most empowered most healed version of you and the moment that you decide to show up as that version of you you take other people with you in your energy joy is the most powerful energy so one person who is completely empowered completely lit up completely like in love with themselves with life with everything there is and is feeling constant gratitude when that person walks into a room with 100 people who are sad guess what happens the room freaking shifts you can take people with you in your joy and so if you really think about it, but, you know, I'm hesitant to say this as well because I don't want you to feel guilty now, like, oh shit, I should be the better version of me. No. Take care of yourself first. Heal yourself first. You are allowed to live a life, and I know that a lot of people are waiting for permission. They're waiting for their parents to give them permission, or their family, or their friends, or whatever social group you're part of, right? Stop waiting for permission and give it to yourself. And if you don't want to give it to yourself or it doesn't mean as much, have my permission. I am literally giving you my permission right now to start being your best self. Start showing up to life as the best version of you. You have my permission. You have my permission to create the best life that you possibly can. You have my permission to say no with a full heart to things that don't feel good to you. You have my permission to start saying yes to things that do feel good to you. You have my permission to start living passionately. Start living unapologetically. Start living in according, like in line with your dreams. Start living for you instead of for other people. I want you to know that you have the permission from the universe, from your higher self, from your inner child, from your spirit guides, from your ancestors, from your future kids, whatever, from your future pets to start becoming the best version of you now. We need you now. You need you now. The time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not when you've lost weight. It's not when you feel better. It's not when you're more financially secure. It is now. And so my question for you, and this is something that promise me, please, that you're going to answer this question, even if it's in a week, even DM it to me if you don't, you know, if you want to be kept accountable. What would you do if you had no fear? What would you do? What were, what would your life look like? What would you do if anything were possible? If there were no limitations? If I were to ask you, hey, a year from now, I want you to make a list. Like, I'm going to make a list of things that are happening a year from now. Crazy or extreme or impossible doesn't exist. All that exists is possible AF, abundant AF, you know, easy AF, like making you a millionaire, boom, you have it. 
a year from now, you're a millionaire. So don't think in limitations. Start thinking in everything's possible. Um, and answer this question. What would you do if anything were possible? What would you do if you had all the money in the world, all the support in the world, all the acceptance and love and just support in the world, okay? And if you're like, I just don't know. I'm just really lost. I'm just not clear on my desires. Here's my tip for you. Follow your joy. Follow your joy. From a day-to-day basis, start getting aware of things that feel good to you. Does it feel good to you to um, walk or bike to work i'm just saying something random does it feel good to you to listen to um pop music or rap music or country music or does it feel good to you to wear jeans or a dress or a shirt or whatever it doesn't even have to relate to your purpose because that's already super like a lot of people put a lot of pressure on finding their purpose and knowing the answers and just having the clarity What if you made it fun? What if you started small and just look at the small moments that give you joy? And the moment you notice, hey, this is lighting me up a little bit, write it down. Put it in your notes app. Um, You know, notice it or uh, write it in your journal. Share with a friend. Sometimes what I do is like I create a group chat. I never really truly consistently use them, but I sometimes create a WhatsApp group chat. Add my sister, then delete her. And then this is a group chat where I just share... Uh, things I'm grateful for and so (laughs) I recently started scrolling down to whatsapp I saw this group chat where I wanted to share all the things I'm grateful for and so I saw that I was grateful for this free sandwich with salmon that I manifested someone giving me money like a few euros and you know that's something that you could do so my invite for you is to follow your joy and know that there is no right or wrong only what feels good to you and the moment you really really embody this truth there is no right or wrong only what feels good to me that's when you find the thing that lights you up it is a fact the law of attraction has your back the universe has your back your spirit guides your ancestors your higher self has your back you're unstoppable you're a big ass force that can make anything happen so even though this problem we call it problem but this experience of the quarter life crisis and doubt and fear and guilt and shame and regret and whatever you are so much more powerful nothing can cross your path that is stronger than you so everything that you're experiencing right now you are a thousand times stronger you really are okay all right i'm gonna end the podcast episode here i hope you enjoyed and i'm gonna see you in the next podcast episode bye bye Thank you so much for spending some time with me on here. And if you're ready to stop apologizing and start living life on your terms, then follow this podcast because that is a great way to start. Let's make our lives a heck of a ride. And I can't wait to see you in the next podcast episode.